0: Okay.
1: This is starting off well.
0: Okay. And you always
1: anyway, do. Let's start off with a more smooth episode today. Uh, welcome to the Catholic Nerds and uh, lit, lis, listener supported Catholic Nerds podcast. We have listeners. <laughs>
2: To the Catholic Nerds Podcast, your astral interstellar source (laughs) for quality Catholic Nerdery. This is Scott Smith. And Colby Allen.
0: Mary Reed. And Cody Reed.
2: And special recurring permanent guest. (laughs) (laughs) Eric Dumont.
1: A guy that shows up on occasion.
2: (laughs) More than welcome. He's so good
1: at that. I'm so good at showing up. Yeah,
0: Best <laughs> yeah that's half part the battle. Of oh, no, showing wait, no. up. I'm not gonna finish that. Anyway,
1: we're we're talking about something today, aren't we? We're not just making fun of me showing <laughs> no, up. No, we're just gonna
2: make noises. <laughs> for so tonight, um, I wanted to get us all together to talk about the Star of Bethlehem. Yeah. Um, since we have the Great Conjunction. Coming up December 21st. Um (laughs) what is that next Monday? Yeah, next Monday. Next Monday. Monday. Mm -hmm. Um Christmas Eve, 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 Eve Ah, ah, in the winter
3: solstice. (laughs) Right,
2: yeah. So it's it's occurring near the winter solstice. And uh I wanted to mostly I wanted to talk about how the star Bethlehem is connected to Mary as the new Ark of the Covenant. Um, but before you know, if we wanted to nerd out on the actual uh, uh, planetary conjunction, <laughs> uh, we can talk about that a little bit, too. Um,
3: So, the conjunction is when the seven realms, Asgard.
2: <laughs> no, that's wrong. Conjunction, junction.
0: That's
3: conversion. Conjunction, junction. And the dark elves also- come out.
4: When you have an infection in your eye, that's conjunctivitis. (laughs) Conjunctivitis. Uh. That's when
2: Jupiter and Saturn get too close together. You're you're too uh, (laughs) yeah. You're spheroids.
1: Well, so I
3: didn't realize that this this doesn't happen very often. The last time that this occurred, um, in this way, like that was visible at night with the naked eye was 800 years ago. Wow. Cuz a lot of times when it happens it's it's only visible during the day mm. and people can't see it and the next one isn't going to happen um for like 80 years from now or something like like, like I don't, it won't be as cool as this one but the next one that's right. anywhere close to this one won't happen for another 80 years.
2: Even tonight I think it's happening but they're not they're not they're as close closer. together
0: yeah, yeah, they're like this far apart.
2: <laughs> but and it's also I oh, think <laughs> I think it's also they kind of
0: collide and like <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: if Michael Bay was directing it, they
0: would be... <laughs> <laughs> the Autobots
1: the well aliens well would show up. You know, from from like, it. like, yeah, it'd be part of Transformers somehow.
0: Yeah.
1: But <laughs> we went and watched that um,
2: To the moon also life. matters like how bright the moon is and you know, where you can actually see it without it being obstructed. Last time I have a, on my research was 1623, but I guess it wasn't even that good. What Mary.
3: <laughs> wasn't a high quality.
2: Yeah. Junction. Based on what Mary's saying. So, yeah. Um, the only thing
4: I remember was from my Protestant days. There was a movie documentary that came out in 2007, 2008. Did y'all watch that or do you know what I'm talking about? I, yeah, uh,
3: it sounds yeah. familiar. Yes.
4: Yeah, I think there was a movie that came out that called The Star of Bethlehem.
2: It's a documentary, and, uh, right?
4: Yeah, it was a documentary. And I think they had they had just developed some uh, software and some special math stuff mm-hmm. that figured out at any given time, you know, they could look at what the constellations were like. And so they the documentary was they took, you know, key dates in Christianity history and went back and looked to see what the stars were like. And so they actually could show the constellations and the alignments to see. You know, at these historic moments, you know what was actually in the sky, and uh, I remember it's pretty neat. I as go watch Do it again. Do you? Nice. Me- I meant to look that up. Do you remember what their conclusion was?
2: Was it a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, or you know,
4: we got to open a wiki right now? Because ah! yeah,
2: <laughs> ultimately, what I think we have to come. What the church has always said is, it, it there there was some stellar event going on, but. Whether it was holy, uh, holy with a W or just in part, it was supernatural as well. Because there are elements of this in the in scripture that can't mm-hmm. be explained by merely natural means.
4: Gotcha. Well, I think, too, yeah. So, what it says also, it wasn't necessarily the night he was born, it was, uh, it was after or like a prolonged event. Uh, so, using astronomy software to return skies over Judea. Uh, using Kepler's math to calculate positions in celestial objects. Larson thinks he found all nine elements found in the book of Matthew. He also believes the star Bethlehem phenomena was induced via the rendezvous of Jupiter and Regulus as it was observed over Bethlehem during its triple conjunction <laughs> December 25th fifth, two BC.
2: Hmm. Wow. So it's like two
0: planets and... conjunction.
4: Yeah, I do Yeah, I do remember that part. Yeah, it was a movie. No. So it was connected to the two planets, but also the, I think no. there was an actual star
0: in the movie the
3: nativity story that's what they went with in the nativity story there
4: were three yeah
2: so what we're going to talk about tonight uh what i've dragooned all these guys into uh talking about is (laughs) is how the star bethlehem is actually the fulfillment of a prophecy regarding the ark and we'll go we'll go into this and I'm going to need y'all's help making sure there's there's so many elements of typology, a foreshadowing in the Old Testament of the old ark of the covenant foreshadowing to the blessed mother being the new ark of the covenant. There's so many different components of this that I'm sure to leave something out, but um the the basic idea is that Mary um who carries the Christ child within her is the new Ark of the Covenant. Um, The Ark of the Covenant had within it uh, a jar of the manna, Aaron's rod that budded and the stone tablets of the 10 commandments. And so we have within Mary, the new bread of life, right? The new manna, uh, the new high priesthood of Aaron uh, symbolized by Aaron's rod. And then the new law, right? Just like the, Old Ark had the Ten Commandments in it. Now we have a, a new law in flesh, uh, in in G, in the person of Jesus. But that's that's just the surface of um, the fulfillment of that. Uh, at the Annunciation, for example, Angel Gabriel tells Mary that the Holy Spirit's going to come and overshadow her, and she's going to conceive. And that that word overshadow uh, is only used uh, with respect. To the Shekinah, the glory cloud over the Ark of the Covenant.
3: I love that word so much.
2: Yeah, Shekinah. I know uh, Colby's uncle Shekinah, uh, always Shekinah. teased about, and in Louisiana we'd say Shekinah, you know, instead <laughs> <laughs> Shekinah, the that the Hebrew word Shekinah. But we'll use that word and the glory cloud interchangeably. The idea there is that. The Shekinah, it was on top of Mount Sinai when Moses went up to get the Ten Commandments, had his theophany, got the instructions for making the Ark of the, Ta- the, the Tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant. And then uh, once the Ark of the Covenant was built, this pillar of fire, light, uh, hover, overshadowed, hovered and stood above the Ark of the Covenant at the center of the Israelites encampment. Am I miss am I um so far so good, guys? Am I missing any major parts?
3: Not that I can
0: We're think of. from you. <laughs> it's gonna be the guy on the
1: corner like we are your clay. We <laughs> we and receive your
2: instruction.
3: I think you're covering all the bases. <laughs> Unlike <laughs> these I, suck-ups over <laughs> <him. I'm> just...
2: <laughs> And I and that's the thing, is that this is such an important part of the old testament, but you know, this isn't Sunday school stuff. You don't really learn this sort of thing. Anyway, let me get didn't? the let me get the actual verse out from Numbers. Some of us didn't learn this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like it. I don't know. It doesn't always come up as it should in our catechism. Um, hmm. So in Numbers nine seventeen, they describe the movement of the Shekinah with respect to the encampment. So the Israelites. Um, and camp around Moses's tabernacle, three tribes on each side um, with the Levites camping all around. So it's actually 13 because Manasseh and Ephraim, Joseph's two. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from that. Um, the, the pillar rested over the Ark of the Covenant. And here's the verse from Numbers nine seventeen. And whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tent, after that, the people of Israel set out, And in the place where the cloud settled down, there the people of Israel encamped. Whenever it was time, the baby liked (laughs) it. Whenever it was time for the nation of Israel to move from one spot to another, the, the Shekinah would move ahead of them. And they'd know where to rest the Ark of the Covenant based on where the shekinah came to rest they would follow it through the night they'd follow this light okay <laughs> y'all see where i'm going with this yeah yeah so the the basic idea is that the shekinah has returned as the star bethlehem the star bethlehem is the new glory cloud the new shekinah the new pillar of light that people follow to find the Ark of the Covenant and the contents uh, of the Ark of the Covenant, the Christ Child. Um, so the glory. There's a bunch of different parts of this. We're going to answer a lot of questions that come up, or that, or that don't come up, but should when we read every Christmas the account of the Nativity and Jesus's birth. Questions like. Why is the Star Bethlehem doing, moving, doing these strange things? Why is there no room at the inn uh, for the Holy Family? Uh, why, you know, we're, we're told because of a census, why they go to Bethlehem, but what's the deeper meaning? Why are they going to Bethlehem? Um, there's a, this answers a lot of things. Why Mary rides a donkey uh, and Joseph leads a donkey. All these things that can be answered.
0: His name and, is Bo
2: give us deeper understanding when we understand that these are all pointing towards Mary being the new ark. Any, um, any um, anything to add in right there?
3: Um, I was just going to add in as far as like the sort of um, overtness of the parallels in scripture between the ark and Mary is that in Samuel, in you know, uh to Samuel, Um, I think it's David says, how, how can this be that the ark of my Lord would come to me? And then Elizabeth says to Mary, how, you know, how can Uh, this be that the mother of my Lord should come to me? So like, it's pretty, the parallels are, are fairly, you know, not, not difficult to wrap our minds around that, that she is the, the bearer of God and seen as such by the people around her you
2: know yeah and let's let's take a moment on the visitation uh when Elizabeth receives Mary uh Elizabeth's um six months further along than Mary um just she quotes King David uh, just like Mary just like Mary Reed said <laughs> and says how is it that the mother of my Lord should come to me and the ark? Uh, David said, how is it that the ark of my Lord should come to me? So it's direct quotation. And then a couple other things happen for, uh, for one, the church of the, we, we know where the visitation occurred because the, the church of the visitation and the church of the nativity of St. John the Baptist on that site. But we also know, uh, it's a city, Ein Karim, in outside of Jerusalem we also know where David received the ark on the uh, threshing floor of Obadedom. And just like Mary said in uh, 2 Samuel 6. Um, and do y'all remember what happened to, to uh, who that Uzzah guy is and what happened to him? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. smoked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bam.
3: Oh, the guy who touched the,
2: the
1: ark. The of arc,
0: yeah. No <laughs> touch. Yeah. Um, no
2: touchy
0: so, touchy. Yeah. Touchy touchy the
2: holy. holy. And. You know, and it's not that, I mean, he, because you read that and you're like, well, the guy was just trying to stop the Ark from falling off the cart. I mean, what's wrong with that? Well, uh, I think he's a Kohathite. I think that's his sub-tribe, something like that. I can, I'll correct it in the show notes, but they were strictly forbidden from touching the Ark. So there's that problem. Also, the Ark was supposed to be carried. One job. One job. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> He yeah. had good intentions
1: by it.
3: <laughs> well, and I, I've been told by people that it's, it's sort of understood that, like, that essentially he didn't have to touch it. Like, that there was a level of pride involved in him reaching out. Right. Yeah. That it
0: was like, oh, I get the opportunity. Right. It was
3: like, oh, I have a chance to do this and it's excusable, even though I know I'm not used
0: to Oh. Right when I buy I like power tools, like it's like oh I like get an opportunity to buy new power tools even though I shouldn't, and then I end up in the hospital or
1: my addiction. <laughs> Your
0: passion.
1: I, I, oh, Your passion, I'm driving yes. by the game store.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> note Eric is pointing at his yet. majestic tower of video games. Personally. Tower of entertainment, yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> One tower. And all the
0: boxes of video like games stuff. Ended up in the hospital.
3: <laughs> but how did Pink, you end up in the hospital power tools? Uh, you didn't <laughs> end up in the
0: hospital. <laughs> oh yeah. You we understand. also need to
2: note that we're happy Cody's uh joining us. Live. Yes. Uh yeah. He's
3: alive. <laughs> uh,
2: Cody had Co- was cody had covid
0: <laughs> oh yes yes
3: cody i thought we were moment. saying
0: we were excited colby was joining us like you keep calling him cody. so confused <laughs> call, call
4: <be> <laughs> yes um,
2: but also uh i'd like for all of us to remember in our prayers um monsignor arthur Calkins, he's one of the world's foremost mariologists and he's covid positive and he's Actually, I think he's probably been suffering from COVID for a little while. He uh, he wrote this book, uh, Totus Tuus, um, and he's he worked at the Vatican for um, twenty years, mostly under JP two, and he was the one tasked with assembling all the Mari- mariological texts from JP two. Um, just just an amazing theologian and. And academic and you know, we don't want to lose him. <laughs> we he's still there I'm hoping at least again on the podcast, you know the, the world has a lot more to learn from this man.
3: This feels like not wanting to lose like Iron Man from mm. like the Avengers or something, you know, you're like he has so much left to do. Mm. Can't lose him yet. <laughs> so much left to give. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, so let's play for uh play. Pray for Monsignor Arthur Calkins. Oh, uh, and then yeah, back to Uzzah. Part of the problem was that they were carrying the ark on a cart. It was a special responsibility of the priests to carry it on their shoulders on, on as uh, on the poles of acacia wood. But instead of that, they have the ark on a cart, which is disrespectful, and downwind of a team of oxen. Um, that's. Nobody wants to be downwind of a team of oxen, right? Much less much less the abiding presence of God on earth, right? That you're supposed to carry in front of you. Uh, went in, into battle, David carried the ark. Uh, the priests carried the ark in front of them into battle and they conquered. Just as we're supposed to carry Mary into battle with us, into spiritual warfare with us, and we will conquer. Um, so Uzzah screwed up. Um, and he touched the Ark of the Covenant.
0: Um, and hey, I, but his name is in the Bible. So. Yeah.
2: Well, in the location where that happened, Perez Uzza, um, the Bible says, and it is known as Perez Uzza to this day. <laughs> you know, to mark Perez his name,
4: where he died.
0: <laughs> Boom. <laughs> you see that? Famous.
4: We, we remember him.
0: Facebook famous.
4: <laughs> isn't that
0: like the the, the selfie He's trending like selfie when you and you die you know
2: <laughs> okay oh the faces of death
0: just like that he was like oh yeah the covenant <laughs> and then so
2: so i also think uh uh this can be used as a proof for mary's perpetual virginity because you don't touch the ark Right? Only the high priest is allowed to go into the ark. All right. Jesus is the high priest, the new uh high priesthood.
1: Yeah. And, and if, if you think too, like what what was in the Ark of the Covenant? There's three things in the Ark of the Covenant. Anybody know what they were?
2: Yeah. Yeah, the manna, Aaron's rod, and and, the Ten, Commandments. Rod
1: and the Ten Commandments. The the Word of God the or the show of the priesthood and uh, uh essentially the the uh eucharist right uh, or a proto eucharist
2: exactly and oh man so much to talk about with the manna too that's got a that's such a oh so rich <laughs> typology there
1: yeah anything um i i listened to uh you guys are familiar with steve ray mhm the, yeah. not not the singer who makes funny songs but Steve Ray the the guy who travels to who has gone to Israel over like a hundred thousand times and goes there like almost every year except this year of course but he he's got some awesome material on, on the connections uh, between Mary in the old and New Testament it's it's some great material too so
2: well and I think it's from Steve Ray that I first heard that Ayn Karim, where the modern day place where per, uh, Uzzah was smote, and um, uh, and or and or Obededim's house, uh, that location is within like an, a half a mile, an eighth of a mile. It's right next door to uh, Elizabeth and Zechariah's house. Um, same neighborhood uh, where the Church of Visitation, the Church of the uh, Nativity of St. John the Baptist, uh, where all those locations are, is the same location. So when Elizabeth says, Who am I that the Mother of my Lord should come to me? she's saying at the same place as David said, Who am I that the Ark of my Lord is, should come to me? Yeah.
1: As, as, as someone once said, it, it's like poetry, it rhymes.
2: Yeah exactly
4: <laughs> you know a exactly. typology dictionary that's just got two columns find here no. here
2: <laughs> and then the other major thing that if we don't mention people will be probably screaming into the um speaker is that uh david danced before the ark <laughs> just like what Eric's doing. david to danced a degree. before the ark and who danced before the ark uh the new ark John the Baptist. John the Baptist. The Baptist who <laughs> leapt with joy in his mother's womb. Um, David's doing. David danced till his
4: clothes fell off, and John the Baptist was already naked because he was a baby in the womb.
2: Right.
0: There we and, go. There we go. And they said, <laughs> "So what do we learn imagine. here? We learn that when we're in the presence of the Lord, He's we need to dance name. nakedly. Yeah,
2: like risky business. Boom." <laughs> So that's all. That's
1: you see you know, me all. In those generation
0: japs. Well, you just, oh I'm you just leave.
1: You just leave.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Put a little hanger on the door. Do not disturb. Do not disturb.
0: <laughs> a COVID mask. <laughs> <laughs> Social distancing. That I mean, people would probably that. stay away from me, so I think that would work. Pretty yeah. Well. Right. Yeah. Either maybe wear another. a
1: mask or get you can't, down you can't, you can't, you can't, People stay away from me. Either way, <laughs> where has <is> this conversation <laughs> gone?
4: <laughs> another another comical thought. Maybe if say that Saint Joseph couldn't touch the Blessed Mother, you know, for fear of being struck down. Yeah, imagine living in that house. He's like trying to serve her and like do stuff for her, but he can't like touch her. <laughs> or like <laughs> when they go to the hallway. fences right? And she's got to get up and down a donkey, you know, months pregnant by herself because he can't help her up right no right
2: and that's and that's why that's why mary doesn't walk to bethlehem that's why she rides on a donkey and we'll kind of get into that a little bit later another interesting thing is there's joseph there are some apparitions of saint joseph and um and also theory ancient disagreement on why joseph tried to put mary away quietly why he tried to you know divorce her quietly and uh the argument that you typically hear is um uh, that he was embarrassed or you know that there's a violation of custom but there because i think that's what saint augustine taught but there's a better theory of stupefaction that that joseph was scared um to take mary as his wife because of the reverence he knew uh he bore that the nation of israel bore for the ark of the covenant uh for the messiah and, and that he wouldn't be worthy and that he might end up like uzzah hmm. um hmm. and that uh, and the apparitions of, jo- of, of Joseph talk about the annunciation of Joseph, that the, an angel appeared to him as well and explained, um, explained the situation to him, not just in his dreams or the angel appeared in his dreams, but that there's more um, to the story uh, of how Joseph learned of his mission as part of the Holy Family, as a leader of the Holy Family. So that's all that's all really interesting subjects that you know just they're just tangential to all this and that we don't think about. The next point here is what happened to the glory cloud? What happened to the shekinah? Cuz it you know it didn't stay with them once they went into the promised land. And there's actually a prophecy in 2 Maccabees 2, Protestants don't look for that in your Bible. <laughs> Sorry, throwing a little shade there. <laughs> 2 Maccabees 2, this is where Jeremiah hides the Ark of the Covenant, uh, hides the Tent of Meeting and and the Tabernacle. And let's see, I've got it. Okay. Uh, Yeah, 2 Maccabees 2, verses 7 through 8. When Jeremiah learned of it, he rebuked them and declared, The place shall be unknown until God... number one gathers his people together again and number two shows his mercy and then the lord will disclose these things and the glory of the lord and the cloud will appear as they were shown in the case of moses and as solomon asked that the place should be specially consecrated so when um when God brings together all the nations and all the tribes of Israel again, shows his mercy, the Ark of the Covenant will reappear, and so will the glory cloud, the Shekinah. Um, The traditional understanding of this is this occurs at Revelation 11 with the judgment of the nations where God gives his judgment and mercy on all the nations, Um, and then the temple in heaven opens and the Ark of the Covenant is seen. And then that ends Revelation 11, Revelation 12 starts, and the ark is described as a woman clothed with the sun with a crown of 12 stars, right, on her head. And so the ark is described as a woman, which is amazing. Um, but Revelation, and then after she appears, right, the dragon attacks her, and then they go off into Egypt, right? Y'all remember that, the dragon... Uh, that ancient dragon uh, from Eden, it's not a serpent, it's a dragon, appears, swipes uh, with its tail a third of the stars of the sky away, and then they fly, and then they, the, the child and the mother fly away to, to Egypt. And so it, this happens at the end of the New Testament, but it's describing something that's happened earlier. And so, when God's mercy is revealed, it's in the incarnation, principally. And so that's why we look for the Shekinah, the return of the glory cloud, at the Nativity. Does that all make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's all. Um, all pretty sweet. It is very sweet.
4: Um, <laughs> and the star that they talk about in the Star of Bethlehem, I guess that would be the the glory cloud of the the light, is right. Where it says Regulus, uh, which translates to little king.
2: Oh yeah, mm. and that's in that's in Orion, the constellation Orion. Is that right?
4: Oh, uh, along with Betelgeuse. It is in. Yeah. I can't remember it is the brightest star in the constellation leo. Leo, uh,
2: leo leo the scales or leo the lion leo the lion oh well there you go and and jesus is prophesied as the lion of judah he's the right? Little king right the messiah uh, the lion of judah so that's all pretty cool um also in matthew uh look at the descriptions that are given um for the appearance for how the shepherds and the kings the three kings find their way to bethlehem and we're going to we also need to talk about why bethlehem and that that'll come up in a second too um the shekinah for all the shepherds uh in in the wilderness wanderings um uh, the israelites in the wilderness of Sinai, they still tended their sheep and their sheep would go out and wander and and uh, forage. And to find their way back to camp, they the light of the Shekinah would guide them back. In the same way, uh, we have this the light of the star of Bethlehem guiding the shepherds to the Christ child. So you gotta ask yourself, that's you know all the elements of a nativity scene. Why are these guys here? What is going on? What's the deeper meaning? Why are the shepherds there? Um, And Matthew, and I'll I'll read in a second, we're told that the angels appear to the shepherds to guide them to the nativity. But there's, there's, it's not just angels. Here, I'll read this. So this is Matthew two eight. And in that region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear okay so we have the glory of the lord the glory cloud like surrounding them so it's like they're appearing in the light of the star of bethlehem um let's see and it it goes on um so the angels announce you know this is where they say glory to god in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased you know all all these liturgical phrases that we say at christmas and throughout the year um and they went with haste the the shepherds went with haste and found mary and joseph and so they found mary and joseph by the light of the star of bethlehem so um any uh anything else guys on any of that
3: um someone was talking today a friend of mine was talking today about just the fact that at the time of Moses with the first exodus, there was a holy innocence. There was the slaughtering of the the children, the babies. And um, after a passing of time, the people were allowed to flee to the Holy Land. And then at the time of Christ, there was, of course, the holy innocence and the holy family flees back to Egypt. And it's something that like, I feel like I kind of was aware of the, the crisscrossing, but had never kind of overtly thought about it and just the fact that um you were talking about how the shekinah guides the people to the holy land and now the god incarnate is leaving the place that the the new shekinah is and he's 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 now the glory cloud incarnate you know and he (laughs) is Going where he wants.
0: <laughs> Almost like the New Testament is the completion of the Old Testament. Stop it. It <gasps> fulfills and it casts fulfills. light. And, <laughs> and why did the Israelites? So.
2: Why did the Hebrews end up in Egypt, enslaved in the first place?
3: Because they went there to. Are you ta- you're talking about literally, logistically?
2: Yeah, like because
3: they were avoiding famine.
2: Yeah, and who and Joseph. Who saved him from famine, right?
3: God through Joseph. Yeah. With this technical. Joseph. Joseph. (laughs) Go go go, Joseph.
2: So I mean, it's just like it just keeps spiraling around and around.
3: Right. It confuses the heck out of our kids that there's two Josephs in the Bible. (laughs) I feel like it shouldn't be that difficult. I'm like, no, no, this is the one with the coat, but it's still just. They're it's joseph
1: loss. and og joseph <laughs> yeah
2: I, I yeah i think that's uh an area of joseph typology that we just don't think about it really hasn't been explored much
3: the dreams
2: yeah they both had dreams yeah.
0: <laughs> they both wore clothes <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Yo, we you. always
1: put. Thanks, Cody, for participating. We always... yeah, right. we always... gotta say something. And <laughs> again, always I think you're participating say. more than I am right now. But you know,
0: yeah.
3: we always put Saint Joseph in brown in statues and stuff. Wouldn't that be something if he was walking around sporting like a, a brightly colored, technicolor
0: dream coat? Jesus is weaving
2: him a, a, a coat in the background.
3: Yes, of many colors.
2: Well, and yeah, and think about it. Joseph the patriarch interpreted dreams, right? Uh the butler and the baker and the candlestick maker, you know, something like that.
3: <laughs> the wine dresser, I think, was <laughs> one of
2: <laughs> Oh, nice.
3: Cuz there's something about grapes.
2: And and I mean and I should mention, oh god, I I almost said briefly, but please excuse me if this is not brief, the so ark said of the covenant. <laughs> The Ark of the Covenant it's not the only Ark in the Old Testament,
4: right? Okay. I was gonna make that joke earlier. He's like, he described the Ark as like a woman. I'm like, are you calling women big boats?
2: Uh, I like. Uh, big boats, I a Place
3: of safety and
2: right, and survival. So, yeah, the all of the human race
3: protecting life.
2: Yeah, the the because
3: life finds a way.
2: Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Uh, 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 so, life, um, all it, the human uh, like the finds a way. <laughs> and I'm still in the car uh, talking to myself that's chaos chaos so the waters of chaos are unleashed again upon the world in the great flood and Noah's ark carries within it like and 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 here's a oh there's so much to this the Hebrew and Ashton's probably my wife's another yeah. saying you got to talk about Hebrew cosmology <laughs> that the if word. I had a like,
3: nickel for every time like somebody said that. And- <laughs> hey, Stephen! Hey, <laughs> wait. Real quick, before you start talking about Hebrew cosmology, we have several people watching with us. Stephen Brem just said, hey, guys. Hey, Stephen. Everyone say, hey, Stephen.
1: Hey, Stephen. Steven. Hey, Stephen.
3: And also, we asked a trivia question. We asked, what are the three items in the Ark of the Covenant?
1: Oh, we already did that.
3: And Miranda Stoss... <laughs> Answered the manna, the table, the tablets with the Ten Commandments, and the staff that Moses used to part the Red Sea. That is correct, with the exception of that it was Aaron's staff. Correct? Aaron's staff, yeah. Blossom. It blossomed.
1: was the blossoming one, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Moses did I so
3: Miranda's staff, and I don't three, think she was listening. Two thirds correct. Well, and for the record, so I don't think Miranda was listening when we said it. So Miranda just oh, yeah. knew two out of three of those. So. So right. Miranda, woo. Okay, now talk about You Read your, you your
2: rights. Okay, so um, so you want
1: to have a nice base, and then <laughs> and then you would get some highlights. Oh no, I went blurry. Ah,
2: <laughs> it's your cos- It's cosmetic overload. Ah, so, so the con- the the Hebrew conception of the earth was that the earth was surrounded by water like a womb. Okay, so when the waters of creation, right? Not you know like a mother's creation, new the uh, creation of a baby in the moon, When the waters of creation are re-released into the war onto the world, uh, at the at the in the great flood, it's 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 that conception of a mother's womb. Okay, and there's 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 so much to it, but. Um, mary is the new ark of noah because she and you think of the waters of creation as baptism but she uh preserves that the first fruits uh first fruits of a new creation uh uh, noah and his whole family um and all animal and all uh animal life as well within her um she is in that way the mother of of a, of a new creation through Noah, just as she is the mother, she is a new Eve as well. But that's, that's a whole nother constellation of, of typology, but there's even more to it because speaking of Joseph, you know, how they carried the bones of Joseph. Uh, the Israelites carried the bones of Joseph with them through their 40 years of wilderness wanderings. They screwed up in every other conceivable way possible um people are getting killed on the ark for doing terrible things on the ark um but the one thing that they make sure to do is maintain the relics the bones of saint joseph so obviously catholics shouldn't have relics right but anyway um (laughs) there's no justification for what we do as catholics but anyway they maintain that promise to joseph despite breaking all the other possible promises to god and so they buried joseph they honored the promise of joseph to bury him in the promised land so the bones of the patriarchs abraham uh his wife jacob they're all being buried in the promised land um it specifically pointed out that abraham bought a cave from um uh uriah the hittite uh or that might have been um Bathsheba's husband, one of the hittites for, to bury his his wife in and all the descendants um so the question is uh if all these patriarchs are being born are being buried in uh the holy land in the promised land what about the bones of the of the patriarch before the flood of adam um and so that that uh, the way we answer that question is with another question: Why is Golgotha named the place of the skull? Why, uh, or in Greek, Mount Calvary for Calvarium for skull? Yeah, uh, have y'all heard this?
1: Mm-hmm. I have not. I, mean, I am I, learning. <laughs> You're about to blow my skull open. Do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's skull pretty the, the skull area
2: so the the jewish tradition the jewish legend is that it's called the place of skull because that's where adam's skull was buried and there's a painting uh in the church of the sepulcher uh which is the tomb of where jesus was buried beneath mount beneath calvary in golgotha where there's a painting of the blood of the cross dripping down through the rock uh And reaching Adam's skull down within the rock. So, the blood of the new Adam, one of its first acts is to redeem the bones of the original Adam, of the first Adam, which is
4: died on top of them,
2: which is
0: beautiful. Wow. Mm -hmm. Boom.
2: So, how did Adam's skull get there? Which is to say, how did it survive the flood?
1: Late tectonics. (laughs) they brought him on the ark
2: right yeah adam's skull adam's bones uh had to have been carried on the ark on noah's ark so
0: shouldn't there have been two one male hmm. and one female
2: so yeah eve's bones um and because it's not i don't think it's a tradition that eve was assumed because she had some issues there were some things she did wrong just like Adam is in need of the, the blood of of Jesus. Um, but the the tradition doesn't speak about Mary's about Eve's bones, it just talks about Noah's Ark carrying the bones of Adam. So Mary is the new ark of Noah carrying the bones of the new Adam within her womb. Isn't that cool? I see it. Uh, I mean, just all these ways that she's the new arc. That's
0: awesome. Uh, Real quick, Jim Ferris says, hi. Hi, Jim Ferris. Hi, Jim Ferris. It's one of my Knights of Columbus cohorts.
2: Yay, Knights of Columbus.
0: I should say, hi, brother Knight. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) Eric, I didn't know you were a Knight of Columbus. Yeah, I told you guys like a a while ago.
1: Yeah, Uh, we we went over this in the last
0: podcast. <laughs> I'm the worst. Maybe
1: not the last one. Maybe the one before that. But anyway, yes, I am a knight. <laughs> I'm a third degree.
2: Viva Diezu.
1: Boom. There's Colby. Online oh, member now, now somebody can screenshot that and uh, impersonate you. Do it.
2: <laughs> Do it. I dare you. <laughs> and pull the inner guard and the outer guard. So the the next uh, major piece of typology here with Christmas and Mary as the new art <laughs> is is Bethlehem why did they go to Bethlehem and why is there no room in the inn so anybody want to I don't want to hog all this beautiful typology anybody want to jump in bust out the punchline of this
4: I've been in business school for the last couple years so I'm a little out of touch
2: we should say congrats to Colby just graduated with NBA yeah
0: congratulations man thank you a couple other big things happened for Colby too huh we yeah. cr- yeah. congratulate him for thank you yeah. <laughs> you should tell <laughs> us thank come you. on
2: speaking of
1: let it of... let the world know all of our Christmas. listeners right now sure Christmas. they want to we'll know like christ child sure.
2: nativities
4: i don't know if my child will be like christ but uh we are having a child
2: <laughs> hey. Hey.
4: that yeah, was due awesome. in first week of
1: june And Colby, we're we're me and my wife were right behind you. Yeah, (laughs) we just found out last week.
4: Awesome. What do y'all do?
1: Yeah. Uh, Or uh, last Monday we found out, so it was like, I think the doctor said she was like six weeks along. Okay. So probably August. Yeah, yeah. Ish. Sweet. Maybe. Yeah. Boom boom. Congrats, man. Um, Yeah. Thanks. Hey, thanks.
2: Y'all. So, what feast days are y'all looking at? Are you uh, around August fifteenth, um, Eric?
1: Um, yeah, maybe. I, I'm not entirely sure. I'd have to look at like the exact things again or ask Renee. But I'm in the basement right now, so <laughs> <laughs> what I'm you in leave? my I am in my cave. Nice.
2: Oh yeah, that's <laughs> other thing that ha- happened. Both Cody and Eric, well, Cody and Mary and Eric and Renee, new new uh, houses.
1: Yeah. Our first house moved to an undisclosed location <laughs> in the Himalayas somewhere
2: <laughs> with Rachel yeah. Al Ghul or uh, Rachel
1: Ghul. Yes, Rash-Al-Ghul. we have our own Lazarus pit and everything.
2: So, by way of segue, why do you dwell in a palace when the Ark dwells in a tent? <laughs> um,
4: this looks nice, but I guarantee it's not a palace. <laughs> yeah, true
1: that.
2: <laughs> Same so, here. So David, I'm in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> so King David brought the ark um, to Bethlehem. You know, so and so I've got um, this is mentioned multiple times in Scripture, but Psalm 132 is a good example of it. Uh, remember, O oh Lord, and David's favor, all the hardships he endured how he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty, mighty, one of Jacob. I will not enter my house or get into my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. And this is speaking of the ark, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. Lo, we heard of it in Ephrathah. We found it in the fields of Jaar. Let us go to his dwelling place let us worship at his footstool so you're like well where's Bethlehem in that um remember and remember how um there was the prophet Micah uh when they that prophesied about you Bethlehem are not least of the tribes of Israel for unto you whatever um that Herod got the scribes and scholars to help him find where the Christ child would be born. So, I mean, there's all these prophecies about Bethlehem. And, and what I just read, they talk about Ephrathah. Um, one of the Ephrathah is also referred to as Ephrathah Bethlehem. So that Bethlehem is going to be the place where Christ is born, but it's also the place where David brought the ark. Nice. And, and you have at Second Samuel 7, I think, which is right after what Mary is talking about before, Second Samuel 6, where he receives the Ark of the Covenant and dances before it. You have 2 Samuel 7. Let me pull that up real fast. Slow like a Catholic would be.
4: Why are you trying to find it? I thought of another reason why they went to Bethlehem.
2: Yeah, go for it.
4: Because they were Jewish and they couldn't go to Bethlehem.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (coughs) Ah. Got the dad jokes Uh. in going already, bro. Oh, yeah, he's a dad already.
2: Get a practice And the babe leapt in Valerie's womb.
1: How did how did Moses make his coffee?
2: He bruised it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So uh, this is Second Samuel chapter seven. Um, now, when the king dwelt in his house and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies round about, the king said to Nathan the prophet, "See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells in a tent." Nathan said to the king, Go do all that is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. So, why is it that the Holy Family, the new ark, went to Bethlehem and there was no room at the inn? Is it am I making the the connection pretty well? Am I laying it out? Um. Because the Ark does not dwell in a house. There is no house for the Ark to dwell in. So it dwells uh-huh. in a cave. Um, uh, it dwells in the manger, you know. Hmm. In a in the in the barn or whatever it, however it's depicted. Hmm. There's
1: no, um I was gonna say it's, it's better in the basement.
0: Uh yeah. But then yeah.
1: But then then again I actually saw uh going back to Steve Ray again, um the the uh, cave is still in Bethlehem, and right. it literally is a basement now because of, because of stuff being built upon it and stuff. So, so my comment is moot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, and at our um, at moot is such nativity, a good
0: word. Sorry, yeah. <laughs>
2: the, um, <laughs> Chef John Foles at our men's conference, our men in Macula men's conference last year, the year before, talked about how he got this special opportunity to sleep in the church of the nativity um, and to be in that in that um, like that the cave and they've got the space marked on the floor where they believe the the um, manger was and he gets to be in there and he has to stay up you know during the night and um, you know they still keep watch all through the nights um, different uh, but anyway, <laughs> it's yeah it's amazing we know where all these places are and steve ray's awesome for helping us uh you know giving us these insights into it
0: like i was thinking about like we know where all these places are because i mean we look at history it's not that long ago yeah right i mean the average person lives 68 years you know that's it's not that long ago it, like it's it's not too many greats beyond you know right,
3: right. It, it, it's,
0: it's crazy well no I was using the word greats on purpose oh. great 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 but yeah. yeah it's it's not too many generations uh, ago so I mean it that, it's it's easy to trace that if, if, uh, if somebody actually had, wanted to take the time to sit down and see hey doesn't Where does my lineage fall when Jesus was walking the earth? You know, they could probably figure that
2: out. Yeah. And I mean, these sites have been so important to us from the beginning. You know, from the very beginning, you have people beginning to reserve and consecrate and uh, hold these places sacred and venerate them. You know, it it just goes to show that there is this unbroken tradition, Catholic tradition, going all the way back to Christ and long before with all this typology. Mm-hmm. right thousands we're talking thousands of years these same elements these same locations right that where david received the ark where Uzzah was smote this it's all symmetrical it rhymes like eric was saying yeah it's, it's like poetry it rhymes yeah. yeah it's proof of of everything
0: there's just so many crazy awesome parallels that, that you see it's just how, how how can one see these parallels and not you know be catholic you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah exactly
2: and and the remember i think the very last component of the shekinah is that see the prophecy was uh that it would go to all nations and they pull up uh, says second referring back to second maccabees 2 or jeremiah makes this prophecy right so god gathers his people together again uh, and shows his mercy so we're talking about the in gathering of the 12 tribes but also that god's light and word would be carried to the gentiles as well and so how does the star bethlehem convey that as the shekinah um well what what would y'all say not to put you on the spot or anything but how how does the Star Bethlehem, the, the glory cloud, how does it speak not just to the 12 tribes of Israel with the ship represented by the shepherds and the the Holy Family themselves, but how is it for all nations, for all peoples, all nation- nationalities?
4: And it calls the Gentiles with the, you know, with the wise men, you know, the wise call. men. Yeah.
2: yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, who who are the the main ones to follow the star? Are the wise men, mm-hmm. and they represent? Okay, so let me see if I get this right. Um, Melchior um, is from Persia. Um, let's see, Caspar, I think from India, and um, and then the other ones from Arabia. Uh, Balthazar, I don't know, but they 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 represent. Traditionally, um, Persia, Arabia, and India. Which is, you know, it's amazing because also Saint Thomas the Apostle is going to go to India, and and evangelize there. And we're going to have
3: got Saint
2: Thomas. Oh yeah, who's behind you guys?
3: Yeah.
2: And he made it to the Reed Residence as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How we roll?
3: Miraculously.
2: <laughs> so, and let's see if I can. Um, but yeah, I, I'll try and find in Matthew the um, description of the wise men following the star. But, and just in is he, general terms, it's light in the darkness. Is the other wise man Gaspar? I thought it was Caspar, but um, there may be like other. He runs
0: Caspar uh, and Gaspar.
2: Thank you. Yeah. I just
1: weird coincidence i didn't i didn't know that the wise men were named um and as you were naming off the names i was thinking they sound very familiar and i i looked it up they they're actually named in in a in a video game that i've i've played before called chrono trigger
0: the uh hmm, what's it called?
1: the three the three time traveling wise men of chrono trigger are named gaspar melchior and balthazar <laughs> that's very cool
4: so, so chrono triggers like one of the og uh original kind of rpg yeah. style games too
1: yeah and not to go down a rabbit hole too but then chrono, chrono Trigger has a lot of like christian references in it as well because like your main character actually dies and and in 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 a self-sacrifice to the rest of your your uh, teammates and then the rest of your teammates um Bring him back to life by doing some timey-wimey stuff. But, you know, there's a a resurrection of the main character and stuff, too. But anyway,
0: it's almost like there's a greatest story ever told. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's
0: a lot of plagiarism.
3: (laughs) Illusions, Eric. (laughs)
1: Illusions.
0: Nothing under the sun hasn't been written. Already been written. (laughs) There's nothing new new under the sun. Imitation is
4: the greatest form of flattery. (laughs) I would go so far as to
2: say that the story of Christ at the incarnation incarnated itself into every story mankind has ever told, written, spoken, both forward and backward in history. So that whenever we reach for the stars, you know, to put the pun on it, whenever we reach for a great hero, we inevitably are going to be describing christ ironically dostoevsky found that whenever however we describe we try to make one of our characters jesus he becomes an idiot because we're incapable of doing that we can't um, we can make great heroes that resemble christ but we can't make christ to resemble our characters um that dostoevsky wrote the idiot that's what that was what he attempted to do and that's why he ended up titling the book
0: and we talk about that a good bit in one of our podcasts on Catholic Nerds when um, we're talking about the uh, the Captain America Thor exactly. and uh, the three Chrises uh, uh, of the Marvel Universe,
3: Christological the Christological
0: Chris. Christological Christ Christ Christ. Christ. <laughs> nice. Go check out that episode. So uh, which episode was that? Like five? he was worthy
4: enough to pick up Mjolnir, so why why are we giving him so much flag?
2: <laughs> and he was humble enough to not rub it in mm-hmm.
3: did we talk about vision being christological <laughs> if hammer picking up is the standard <laughs> by which we judge
0: then when you got to talk about the elevator
3: the Elevator. Oh, and up, the- if the hammer's in an elevator at all
0: well and that's
2: got to be another future podcast oh, yeah. is the change in the timeline that's going to be in the new loki movies
0: right,
2: when he took the tesseract
0: Timey wimey. Oh, I just it, yeah. it
3: bothers me so much that they said explicitly that time travel will not alter anything in the past, and then they altered stuff in the past. Like they said, like anything we do will have would have just already happened. We just didn't know it happened, and then they altered the time. Yeah, like and shirts.
2: while making fun of Back to the Future, as though right. that's pedestrian. Get off it. <laughs> huh. That's heavy, Doc. <laughs> is gravity different in the future? Depends <laughs> on what you do before.
0: So speaking of going back in time, one of our listeners, uh, whenever we were talking about babies, uh, said that he and his wife—that's uh, Stephen Brown, he and his wife just had their their baby boy. Which is congratulations, their- and first boy,
2: nice, firstborn son.
3: He, their, their announcement of his birth was him wearing a onesie that said ladies I have arrived which was very <laughs> appropriate oh. under the circumstances very exciting
2: so I found the verse in Matthew. <laughs> this is Matthew 2 verse 9 um, before I read it let me read to you again the verse from Numbers 9 that described the movement of the Shekinah and whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tent after that the people of israel set out and in that in the place where the clouds settled down there the people of israel encamped okay now i'm going to read from matthew how the magi the three wise men followed the star when they uh, matthew 2 verse 9 when they had heard the king they went their way and lo the star which they had seen in the in- east went before them till it came to rest over the place where the child was okay so um, the same same wording is in numbers where the cloud settled down there they encamped where the chi- uh, till it came to rest over the place where the child was so it's the same Description of the, the movement of Shekinah and the movement of the star of Bethlehem. Isn't that cool? hmm
0: Super cool.
2: And when they and when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. Now, so they're going into a house, right? They're not going into the nativity scene because this likely was a different time okay so that's the main uh problem when people try to figure out the what the natural occurrence of the star bethlehem was they're trying to find out what happened at the birth of christ Mm -hmm. that specific date and time and also when the wise men were following the christ child
4: Mm -hmm.
2: the wise men likely arrived at the house uh wherever the, the Holy family was staying sometime months later.
4: Or possibly even years.
2: Possibly even years.
4: Yeah. I think they talk about it in the, in the Star Bethlehem documentary where like that uh, observation would not have just been that one night, but actually occurred over a period of time.
3: Well, yeah. That and they, the, fact that, the fact that Herod says to kill all the boys two years and under.
4: Exactly.
3: Yeah. yeah. Is that the star had been there for a while. mm
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So what that tells me is that we there was likely some kind of celestial occurrence simultaneous and contemporaneous with this but that we should be looking for a supernatural star of bethlehem um because it was prophesied and the typology is super heavy and it's not acting it's not acting like a star it's acting like the shekinah like verbatim
3: well, and the fact that how do you even exactly follow a star? Like, like to say the star is above a certain place. Stars move,
0: which constantly. is why this one was supernatural.
3: Right, that's what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying if yeah. it was just a star, like, right. like in um, the nativity story the that star, movie, yeah. they show it like that they're looking at the sky, and there's a star in like the whatever direction it is. Like, let's say the east. Mm-hmm. But it then a ray comes down out of it and shines into the stable, yeah. which, in order for it to even do that, it, it didn't make any sense. But it would have to be directly above mm-hmm. to shine. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. like the whole thing. It's yeah. like, I
4: that think, don't
3: work. That's not uh, how stars work. Yeah, I like, think in the documentary,
4: it. they do kind of touch that. Not that we should take that as gospel truth, but I think right. they did talk about, like, over time, like the trajectory of that, you know, occurrence or whatever it was, that phenomena, like, did. Have a trajectory over Bethlehem or wherever they were staying so like it started somewhere, and then you know in their journeys they followed it to where it was leading on the horizon
2: yeah, and that that's how I understood that video, and that would be the natural explanation um and but I completely agree with Mary, but I think yeah you if you look for that occurrence on the horizon each night as you're traveling and you uh reorient yourself to go towards that or if you follow it at for, at last light you know you look for the same the start the same time of day each day so you can orient your um orient we three kings of you um orient your your path and so that could gradually and if it's Polaris you know if you're orienting yourself to the north star by that it'll be a straight path but if it's a, a celestial occurrence that's changing its place in the sky it would be chain it would you could have a curved path as a result of it or all kind of right uh, jankity path you know it could take you all over the place jankity that's another word <laughs> yeah. and
3: like when that's <laughs> biblical i don't know <laughs> it would i don't know yeah it'd be crazy i'm trying to find a picture or a
2: yeah well, well what you're of... saying mary that the beam of light that does not make sense with a star
3: right you know? Right. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Do any of y'all remember that? That in
2: the the
3: Nativity story, it's like, oh, wait, I think this is a picture.
2: Yeah. It's like, that all of a sudden. Into the rainbow. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That this this
1: is kind of an image
3: of it. But like, oh, that's a. It's like this star is appearing and like shining down at an angle because of the way the clouds are. And it's not directly overhead at all. I don't know. I couldn't. I yeah, have and
2: and hard. and I here I can kind of show you. See if I can accomplish this. So this. That's the Shekinah over the encampment of Israel.
3: Right.
0: Okay. Colorized,
3: it's, right? <laughs> I'm
0: joking. No, this like is actual footage. <laughs> actual footage. Yeah. Oh. Talk it's about just Marty McFly walking around looking for a pillar
3: of fire well like you wonder like why did no no one like i don't know attack the israelites while they were wandering in the desert it's like we have a pillar of fire
0: yeah <laughs> and so and look, i mean it's a dead giveaway we know where they are right but then, then again the a it's a beard. giant
1: it's a pillar of fire you're probably like whoa <laughs> let's not go there. and they <laughs> let's even, not go over there okay a, there <laughs> was, was a, a group group of good idea. Guys,
2: There was a a tribe in Sinai that wanted to fight the Jews or the Israelites for a certain oasis. And they knew beforehand that God was with them. And I wonder how they would have known that. I mean, you know, maybe rumors out of Egypt and the the parting of the Red Sea, but maybe it was that giant pillar of fire. (laughs) Maybe. But yeah, here's Mary, here's to make to make your point. You know, here's your typical depiction of the Star of Bethlehem. And I, I think there's always a basis for where we get these things artistically. Stars don't do that kind of lightsaber um <laughs>
4: effect, you know.
0: I wonder if it made the noise
2: too.
4: Speaking of, did y'all see a YouTube channel engineer designed a functioning lightsaber?
1: Yeah, I, what? Saw, that. I saw that. Well, it's Stop. That. You know that's that, awesome. It's it is plasma, mm-hmm. and it does cut things. But it it's it, I mean it's not as strong as a lightsaber. It. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could it's have not going to hold up
0: to animanium. So
1: or Beskar.
0: <laughs> yeah, or Beskar. Yeah. To allude to, you the know, Bex- there's actually like a very long debate between whether uh, Wolverine's claws or a lightsaber would win in the battle. And do you know what most nerds have, have voted for? The lightsaber, Wolverine's claws. What? Because of how long it takes them to cut through that door in episode one, oh, it yeah. takes them a long time. And, and if adamantium is the strongest material, you know it's going to be stronger than those doors. So they they like that's the logic they use to say that his claws were going to be stronger than the lightsaber.
2: Or right. if and, adamantium essentially
0: is just plasma, so yeah.
2: And if adamantium's best car. You know, if there's a, an analogy we made there, we know, based on Mandalorian and where we're taking the next podcast, that there's... Um, spoilers!
0: I was going to do that. I was going to...
2: Yeah. Oh, nice segue. Nice. I, I, honestly, the, the point
1: would be mute, moot because... Uh, bringing back moot. Um, I, I've also watched another video where this guy was like, the the amount of energy a, a lightsaber would give off as soon as you turn it on, it would catch <laughs> everything in, in a hundred mile radius on fire.
2: <laughs> well, it's gotta have the <laughs>
4: containment field, right?
2: Right. Awesome. Yeah.
4: yeah. It,
2: this to me well, is
4: did. Like, the yeah. So he made it's pretty much like a plasma torch that yeah. has like a controlled flame that's like what, four feet long or something like that.
0: So a real lightsaber, if we were to make one, would be like the Shacky now <laughs> Yes. Yes.
2: Or bring it number- back. Remember how God guards the gates of Eden? He places flaming the- swords. Yeah, yeah. The, the flaming sword with the chair, cherub- the cherubim with the flaming sword.
1: The sword with. there going. with the
0: lightsaber. You
4: shall not die. We
1: okay.
0: should go look for Name those flaming swords, it. and then we could be Jedi.
3: Hey, yeah. that guy might have made a lightsaber, but we turned a baby into a cat. <laughs> <laughs>
4: ta in um, one of the videos. We're, we're <laughs> one of the so, videos wait, they do have it going no Wars... after Captain American Shield.
0: Star Wars was in a galaxy far, far away. Like a long time ago. What if the Flaming Swords were actually lightsabers? Because it was Star Wars was a long time ago.
4: Exactly.
2: It was but yeah. in
0: a galaxy far, far away. This yeah, uh but they travel.
2: <laughs> they have <laughs> fast hyperspace travel. That's I right. mean Parsecs to do the Kessel run. <laughs>
1: yeah, they they They've just stopped here and they're like, Hey, Nef- hey, you guys, the Nephilim, here's some
0: swords.
2: Yeah, sons of God and daughters of men, sons Tons of, of
0: God, here is only word gather round the table of the Lord.
2: Do y'all want, want, want to take a body? little you... break and then we'll try and
0: well, have we said everything we want to say about um, yeah, to say? Shekinah and exactly, my Star of Bethlehem? Bethlehem. <laughs> not Bethlehem.
2: <laughs> I don't, is there anything else that um, could be said that we missed? I mean, there's a lot out there. But there's think, a lot, yeah.
1: <laughs> Therese
3: has things she'd like to
1: add. Would uh, we be we pushing an hour and a half on this? on this podcast? Oh, oh, somewhere so there. There. Yeah, somewhere around there. So if we're going to talk gonna, about Star Wars,
0: That's going to bring this go. podcast to an end, but we will be back in a few short minutes. Uh, to talk about The Mandalorian.
2: Thank you for nerding out with us, the Catholic nerds. This has been Scott Smith.
0: Nicole
4: Allen. Mary
0: Reed. And Cody Reed with special guest Eric Dumont.
2: Please do subscribe to this podcast and share with all your friends, Catholic or not, star Bethlehem believers or not. And remember, we're gonna need a bigger arc, kids. Good night. (laughs)